The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus came down from the mountain with Peter, James, John, and approached the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. Immediately on seeing him, the whole crowd was utterly amazed. They ran up to him and greeted him. He asked them, what are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I have brought to you my son possessed by a mute spirit. Wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they were unable to do so. He said to them in reply, O faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I endure you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him, and when he saw him, the spirit immediately threw the boy into convulsions. As he fell to the ground, he began to roll around and foam at the mouth. Then he questioned his father, How long has this been happening to him? He replied, Since childhood. It has often thrown him into fire and into water to kill him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can. Everything is possible to one who has faith. Then the boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. Jesus, on seeing a crowd rapidly gathering, rebuked the unclean spirit and said to it, Mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Shouting and throwing the boy into convulsions, he came out. He became like a corpse, which caused many to say, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, raised him, and he stood up. When he entered the house, his disciples asked him in private, Why could we not drive the spirit out? He said to them, This kind can only come out through prayer. The Gospel of the Lord. Could you imagine? Let's just put ourselves in this situation. Let's say you know Jesus took three of the disciples, they went up the mountain, the rest of you are just chilling down there. People are around, you're talking, all of a sudden this guy shows up, he's got his son, his son's just like, blah, 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 blah. Would you not be terrified? All right, I think we learned about this on the second day with Jesus, but I don't remember what to do exactly. Like, just like racking their brain like, what? What? Ser- you leave us now? I gotta deal with this? I mean, that would be terrifying. Even after Jesus comes back, this, this father brings his son, and he like the spirit drops him. He's foaming. He's like, huh, yeah. Has this happened before? Yeah, I tried to throw him in fire one time. That was kind of weird. Threw him in the water, tried to drown him. It's very strange. Like, it's just like nonchalant conversation. Like, this is a big deal. And so, yeah, as a disciple, as one who you're like, man, Jesus was supposed to give me this authority, this power to go and, like, banish these unclean spirits. Like, it didn't work. I failed. I'm, I'm a failure at my mission. Why am I doing this? Like, all of that can come up in the disciples. This fear, this trepidation, this uncertainty. Like, Lord, we're just, we're just not good enough. Or, or God didn't really give me the authority or, or whatever. You know, there could be any number of lies racking through their brains at the same time seeing this this scene 
of just dreaded terror. Like, this is what you're going to put us up against? That? And Jesus, supposedly, very calmly, right, rebukes him. Come out of him, never enter him again. Shouting and throwing the boy into convulsions, it came out. And Jesus just took him by the hand, raised him up, stood him up, and he dusted him off. And then he entered the house of the disciples. He didn't like, there's no other stuff there. There probably was, but there's nothing that we're aware of. Just like, okay, continuing on. Let's go, guys. So we have to process all of that in this scene. Because if we put ourselves in the shoes of the disciples, yeah, there's this sense of utter failure, utter fear, utter you know, disappointment. If you're this, the father, I mean, if you've been seeing this in your son his whole life, and you finally hear about this Messiah, you have a, a glimmer of hope again, which means that the father always had hope. So that's important to note. Imagine if you're the son. Like, what was his life like? Did he have any friends? Did he go to school? Like, that'd just be an awful life. You know, we would think of it as an awful life. Imagine you're a bystander. You're like, ha, these disciples, they're said they're from Jesus. They can't even get rid of a spirit. You're not doing anything either. So when the end of this gospel comes and they say, why, why couldn't we drive it out? It says this can only come out through prayer. That really, really begs the question. Were they authentically praying when they're trying to cast out this spirit, or were they trying to rely on their own power? Thankfully, through sacred tradition, sacred scripture, magisterium, teaching body of the church, we're very aware of the spiritual realities of heaven and hell. The fact that there are angels, there are demons. Um, and within this reality, we grow in this knowledge that it is only through the name of Jesus and through prayer that healing can come from, from these types of situations. So if, if one of you, I don't want anyone to do this, but if one of you started convulsing and I just go up to you and said, be gone, demon, everyone's going to laugh at me, like especially the demon, because I'm trying in my own words, my own power to cast this out. It's in and through the name of Jesus and in and through prayer to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit that these things can happen. And so the disciples, it begs this question, were they reliant on themselves still? Or did they, were they reliant on God yet? Even the Father, you know, his comment, like, if you can, like, if you can do it, Jesus like, if, if I can? says, I, I believe, help my unbelief. Our, our lack of belief can sometimes be our greatest obstacle. We just think, no, there's, like, there's no way God's going to do this. There's no way God's going to heal that bone. There's no way God's going to cast out that spirit. There's no way God's going to do that. Our lack of belief can become our most detrimental element. Here's the, here's the biggest truth. God can literally do what he wants. We have to accept that. Just because he can do whatever he wants doesn't mean he's going to do whatever we want. There's a big difference. God, make me taller. I believe you can do it. 
I just stood on my tiptoes. I really didn't get taller. Because he ultimately knows what we need. So through prayer, that discussion with God, do we discover what is needed? God, I want you to heal my family. I want you to fix my children. I want you to fix this community. I want you to change the world. Through prayer, that's the first part. And the second, to recognize, is that what God wants? I mean, I think we all, we can all guess, like God wants unity. He wants us to be with him, but what is, what is revealed to us through prayer is what is maybe most helpful. Yeah, there's, again, crazy scenario here. It would be terrifying and, and quite frustrating if you're one of the disciples. You're like, I, I don't know what's going on. And then you see Jesus come and, and do it. He does it. So for us, it's to recognize, yeah, there can be tons of things that can maybe cause fear, trepidation, concern, doubt, despair, all of that, when looking at the massiveness that's before us. However, relationship with God through consistent, ongoing prayer won't necessarily resolve all of that, but will give us a clarity and a peace to learn how to respond appropriately and to accept or to see the change that God is going to do. He's not a magician. We have to keep reminding ourselves he's not a genie in a lamp casting out wishes. He is, a, he is the creator of the universe who has permitted all that has, that has existed. He clearly has a plan here. Our prayer is what's most necessary, not anything that you or I can do alone, separate from prayer. It always has to begin there. And sometimes the prayer is just, Lord, I, I do believe, but also help my unbelief. I, I know intellectually you can do these things, but it is really hard for me to see that sometimes. Lord, I, I, I question your authenticity. That's, it's okay to say that. If you retain hope, like that father, for the entire life of his son, he retained a glimmer of hope. So let us turn to prayer first. Always turning to prayer to the Lord to enhance, to grow, to increase, to establish relationships so that whatever belief we have, which is so good, we can still be helped in those moments of unbelief. That we can be, it can be revealed to us God's plan and purpose of our lives and our, the lives of the people that we care and love for. But prayer must be the foundational source, the beginning, the, the root of where, of where everything begins.